Hello, and welcome to another mini-episode of Coaster Kings Radio. I'm Ian O'Donnell. Today's episode explores another record-breaker that hasn't totally left California, but certainly has been changed so it is not the coaster that it once was. Join me for part four of my series, Lost Coasters of California. When a park sets out to build the biggest, the fastest, or the baddest coaster around, the problem always arises that its records and stature will eventually be surpassed. For Magic Mountain's Colossus, this was not a problem for much of its life. From its construction in 1978 until the construction of Viper in 1990, it was the tallest full-circuit coaster in all of California. After Viper, Colossus reigned as the king of the California wooden coasters until its RMC conversion in 2014. At that time, it passed the crown to the nearby Ghost Rider at Knott's Berry Farm. It's been said many times that the 1972 opening of Racer by Kings Island brought about the second golden age of roller coasters. It wasn't the first large-scale thrill coaster built following World War II, but it was the one that made them essential for regional theme parks across America. Taft Broadcasting, which of course became King's Entertainment, followed up this success by opening King's Dominion with the racing Rebel Yell and adding Thunder Road to Carowinds quickly after acquiring the park. Other parks took notice, and Six Flags added their own series of large-scale Philadelphia Toboggan Company, or PTC Woodies. And PTC, of course, built all of the um, King's Entertainment coasters, wooden coasters as well. The Great American Scream Machine opened in 1976 at Six Flags Over Georgia, and in that same year, Scream and Eagle opened at Six Flags St. Louis. Unfortunately, after Scream and Eagle's construction in 1976, PTC's president, John C. Allen, retired, bringing an end to the storied company's time as a coaster manufacturer. The demand for large-scale wooden coasters remained strong, and the park simply turned to other manufacturers. This is why Cedar Point moved forward with their plans for a large-scale racing coaster by having Arrow design it as a hybrid coaster with 1978's Gemini. Six Flags turned to former PTC designer William Cobb to create 1980's Judge Roy Scream for Six Six Flags Over Texas and the racing Rolling Thunder for Great Adventure. And Marriott would turn to Swiss manufacturer Intamin to bring 1981's American Eagle into reality. During this time, an an independent park in Valencia, California, was also looking to make a splash in this increasingly competitive thrill market. Magic Mountain chose to go with a longtime competitor to PTC, National Amusement Devices, or NAC. NAC is said to be responsible for the construction of over 400 roller coasters throughout the first half of the 20th century. Today, they are best remembered for the massive racing coaster, Montaña Rusa, built in 1964 at Mexico's La Feria Chapultec Magico. And I am sorry that if I butchered that pronunciation. By the time Colossus was being designed, NAC had been purchased and was renamed International Amusement Devices, or IAD. Opening in 1978 to much fanfare, Colossus immediately became the king of the West Coast. Although the 130-foot-tall Loch Ness Monster had taken the record of tallest coaster a few weeks earlier, Colossus was still marketed as the tallest at 125 feet and fastest at 62 miles per hour roller coaster in the world. This claim would also be made for, by Cedar Point for Gemini, 
And one could say that this, combined with the revolution and Cedar Point's corkscrew opening weeks apart in 1976, laid the groundwork for the coaster war between these two parks. Regardless of the validities of these record claims, Colossus was an undisputed beast. Its intimidating structure of white wood greeted guests as they drove into Magic Mountain's parking lot, creating a visual as iconic as Revolution's loop over the park entrance. Unfortunately, Colossus had many of the same problems as its Mexican sister. The ride proved rough and inconsistent, with excessive G-forces causing issues with the track and trains. After its first season, the ride was modified considerably. The track was reprofiled, and the original IAD trains were replaced with by PTC trains. The headaches and massive cost of Colossus might have contributed to New All Land and Farming Company choosing to sell the park to Six Flags in 1979. Colossus would continue to be modified, noticeably, notably receiving Morgan trains in 1987 and removing its famous double-down drop in 1991. Although it remained one of the park's signature coasters, its reputation and ridership began to dwindle through the years. Its location in a dead end of the park didn't really help ridership either, even after the construction of Scream in 2003. When Rocky Mountain Construction began working their magic on overlooked wooden coasters, Colossus became a top candidate for the budget-conscious Six Flags. The conversion of Colossus marked the end of an important California landmark. The merits of Twisted Colossus can be debated, but it certainly is a different coaster than the one it replaced. Colossus was an important piece of history, a product of a time where the resurgence of wooden roller coasters excited the public imagination. With its closure, California loses its entry in the first round of Coaster Wars. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this mini-episode, please leave a comment or rating wherever you are listening. That does help us out. This series is a companion to a series of articles that are being released on thecoasterkings.com. You can find interesting articles, exclusive updates, and a range of theme park-related merchandise at thecoasterkings.com. For Coaster Kings, this is Ian O'Donnell. Join me next week where we'll be, when we'll be staying in Magic Mountain to look at a wooden coaster that is remembered far less fondly.